Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show, Vicky Love Sci-Fi. I'm Vicky Love, and I say happy holidays upcoming. And um, I want to say thank you very much to my producer, Steve Ronquillo, for that wonderful, wonderful intro. So thanks, Stephen. Say hi to everyone. Hello, everybody. Wear your mask or I will personally kill you. That's right. Please be safe and wear your mask. Please be safe and have small gatherings if you have gatherings, okay? We just want everyone to get through this hard time alive and healthy, okay? And so, and to help us get through this, oh my gosh, we're all feeling it, aren't we? We're all, we're like going nuts inside. But we're all feeling it. It's not like I don't know how you feel and you don't know how I feel. We're all feeling it. So that is a consolation. And so maybe... And we're all uh, broke as hell this Christmas. Yeah. Okay, Christmas this year is about being close to the ones you love, even if you have to do it on the dreaded Zoom Oh, I hate Zoom. I hate all of that stuff. I used to love it all, but I hate it now because I have to use it every day, and I hate it. But 
Well, I blame the internet companies, too, for not going, just releasing the internet full fucking throttle 24 hours a day. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even want to talk about that because you're reminding me of how long it takes to grade papers. (gasps) Wait, they're not papers. They're digital. It's a grading papers thing. It's just that just think of Cyber Monday. It's going to be slower than... Walking through mud with concrete shoes on Monday. That's what grading grading is all about. Every time I can grade, um, let's just say I have one lesson to grade, which, ha-ha, that's not the way it goes. I have one lesson to grade. So it's running pretty good. I've graded five in a row, and I think, wow, I actually graded five in a row, no problem. Guess what? The next one's going to load up, and it's going to load glow and I'm going to have that little circle 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 my butt forever and then all of a sudden the grading becomes slower and slower because click well, click click doesn't click 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 anymore serious question. why don't they let you take all of the papers you have to grade offline to grade them uh, that would mean that Microsoft couldn't micromanage us anymore. Remember, it's called Microsoft. That's why. Yeah, but why? That's what. That's why? What, I always thought it was like that. Seriously, it's one of those like, okay, now the papers are online. Upload. Stupid. It's stupid, but it depends on the yeah. program and how the programmers decided they wanted you to be on. Everybody wants your attention, right? You have to be staring at their damn screens so that they can get paid with, with, you know, virtual money or whatever. And so as long as you're staring at their screen and their program is running, then they know that you're using their program and they're happy. But if you're offline, doing it all offline, well, then you're not using their program and they don't feel like they're making money and they're not monopolizing your brain. It's it's a tragedy, a total effing tragedy. But Well, no, I want to do, and I'm hoping, uh, and it's killing me that what? Hulu has not got HBO Max yet because I know what I want to do on Christmas Day. Oh, you want to watch... Um, uh, which what is which which is coming out on Christmas Day? Wonder Woman eighty four. That's it. Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, I don't have HBO Max either because I pay for regular HBO, and they regular HBO and HBO Max don't talk to each other. It's the oh most irritating thing. Ever. Unless you know your complete password, which you pay your HBO bill with, then you have to take your HBO password and then put it into HBO Max, and then you get HBO Max. But it never works. It never, I've tried that, I, I don't know, until I've almost broke my TV because I'm so angry. Because they know. want you to watch they it on make your it phone. Too complicated. That's yeah. what I love about well, Hulu. They... I want a new channel. Boop. I press the button. 
30 seconds later, I've got new channel. Yeah, I know. I I know it's all about monopolizing. And I wish there was some way that I could wade through all of this and wave a magic wand and say, this is how you do it. This is how you can get uh, the shows you want. I, I'm not asking to not pay for what I want. I'm asking to make it easier for me to get what I want. Yeah, we That's want all. to give you our money. We have money here. We want you to take it, please. It's just ridiculous how hard it is. Um, uh, Amazon Prime dollars for a brand new movie. They can oh, they can take that and shove it up their keisters. They're the ones who blew it. As far as they haven't, it's just like it with education. Education thought. Oh, yeah, we're education. We're going to be able to beat the coronavirus. We're going to have classes normal so we don't have to figure it out. That's not what happened. So the movie industry, no, Hollywood, like, wakes hey, up. Well, uh, my father, just... who died of coronavirus, they won't be able to bury uh, him for two to three weeks, maybe, because they got it. Because they got the body stacked in backlog. Wait, do they have to bury them differently, or is no, it just, they just because got that so big many backlog? The way they're burying them is that the family is going to be standing sixty feet away. Oh my and god! And the coffin's going to be closed the whole time. Right. Right. But still, well, I'm sorry, there's not many people dead in our No, just think about what I just said. There's not many people dead in Arizona and other states that they have a major backlog in bodies that need to be disposed of. This and is Arizona is one of those states. This is worse than AIDS. Oh, way worse. You know those um those videos and those uh pictures from Vietnam of all our soldiers who uh were killed and those those C1 um those those big airplanes that carry tanks would be stacked full of coffins that's what's happening but because the because it's at hospitals and they're being there we're not looking at it nobody's taking pictures of it so there's that whole segment out there that doesn't believe it's real until it happens to oh, them that was my idiot dad he didn't believe it was freaking real so he was taking kidney dialysis which makes you 200% more susceptible to any illnesses in the air and he didn't wear a mask out shopping. The only place he wore a mask is where he was forced to. That's just, I don't know. 
I don't know. I see it a lot. Oh, by God, I you see. can't get toilet paper when you go to the store. <laughs> oh, here's a fun. Oh, this is crazy. The other day I was driving down the freeway, and I was driving from my job where I did this drive-by thing. They had special Thanksgiving um, gifts for teachers. And so they have these yeah. um, outdoor tables set up, and then you drive your car up, and then they give you the the, the basket full of stuff, right? So I left there, and I'm going bird? to Costco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for who work there, not the people that control everything. So anyway, I'm driving down the road, I mean the road, the freeway, and all of a sudden, I see some toilet paper all over. And I'm like, oh, did somebody, because my, my town, Fresno, California, is stupid this way. I'm like, hmm, maybe somebody um, uh, TP'd the freeway right here because it's in a weird area and people do weird things in that particular area. But as I'm driving... I'm seeing that there's a mile's worth of toilet paper all stretched out over the freeway. So what happened? How did somebody lose that much toilet paper when you can't even get it in the store? How did they lose yeah, that did much you stop toilet and paper? Get you some? <laughs> I stop thought and get about some it. it. <laughs> You should have. Well, I would have. I was like, Mom, pull the car. We're getting this toilet paper. Roll it out. I don't know. These are just crazy times. <laughs> and the poor, my two poor babies are having to eat nothing but beef and chicken. They get to the point where if I whip out, they're going to cut me. Because every kind of canned dog food but that has sold out. It's usually sold out. Right. Right. It's, um, well, if you want to know what, what would happen if we actually did come, you know, have some kind of apocalyptic um, thing happen that's just a little bit worse than what we're living through right now, that's it. There's, you can't buy anything at the store is empty we have to be smarter yeah. than this well it ain't gonna be empty it'll be like some weird shit you go in there it'd be <laughs> like be able to get hot dogs but the bonds are sold and out. sardines Sor- sardines <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah. um Weird times, I'm telling you guys. Weird times. But we're here to and talk water, about and some... bottled water too. Oh they well, fighting over that stuff. Well, I happen to be very happy that over the past like four to five years, Fresno has done one thing right, and they have cleaned up the water. And so our water that comes out of the faucet, I trust it. Um, more than ever before. I still use a filter, but it's it's clean. And so if there's going to be a water shortage, I'm going to fill up my bathtub because the water yeah. will be fine. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, there's all kinds of 
I was at the recyclers today, actually, and it was um, surprising mm-hmm. to see so many people there. I guess maybe not. And let's and to move over. Let's talk about the biggest controversy about the Mandalorian when it first came out. People okay. were mad that they were only releasing one episode per week. <laughs> Well, you, you yeah. honestly think, and I do think they would, the same people would be pissed off if they released them all at once and they binged them all at once. Well, I don't know. Why was there only like nine episodes? It should have made more. Well, I think that the whole, I'm I'm of a different thought on that. I really think that if I pay for a streaming service, I can I should be able to regulate my own uh, watching. So give them all ten to me at once. But here's the problem: those ten is not enough. I come from the era where there were two seasons, fall and spring season of your favorite shows, and there were forty freaking shows by summertime. So yeah, um, they were like twenty, or 10? twenty or so, twenty or thirty. Ep- uh, yeah, twenty-three, or sometimes twenty-four, and yeah. yeah, and and so here's the deal: ten is not enough for the money that I pay, and then you're gonna hold the back episodes, so I have to watch them for ten weeks. Screw you. And that's my attitude. I'm not going to get rid of my my streaming well, service. But they got they can get two months worth of three months worth of of streaming bills out of it. You buy it in October to catch the first episode of the Mandalorian, and then watch four episodes in November and wrap it up in December. And they got thirty dollars from them. Yeah. Well, and the one thing about Disney Channel is this: if you're a Disney fan, because I know plenty, I have plenty of friends who are Disney freaks. They go there, and I don't mean freaks in a bad yeah. sense of the word. Okay, I mean it in a good sense of the word. Because I'm a sci-fi freak. Okay, I mean it in the best sense yeah. of the word. Even though I got censored at work for saying the word freak. So anyway, that's why I'm sensitive to it. But anyway, um, uh, I know plenty of people that have year, yearly passes to Disneyland. They love all the characters. They love the movies, all that stuff. So if you're a Disney fan, the the year pass on Disney is good. But if you're not one of those people, the Disney pass is not so great because I've I have the Disney pass but there's not a lot for me to watch um, because I just can't watch Disney over and over and over again. However, I must say this, the right stuff, I like it. It's not science fiction. It's another take on um, Tom Wolfe's book. Um, yeah. And I, I like it. Isn't I think it's going done to be a longer really well. version than the long version of the movie? Yes. <laughs> but that's a long movie. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. So 
that's something um and you know what it does have it's exciting it's well um put together directors are good um something you could watch during thanksgiving christmas during the holidays because um it does have family i mean i wouldn't watch it with little kids they wouldn't get it plus there's sex and you know mild sex and a little bit of tension and things but um i think that's a good it's it's still family oriented so uh that's a good thing to watch if you haven't it's not a movie but it's a series and i like it and we got the Christmas Chronicles two coming out pretty soon. And right, in fact, so far is that it is that Kurt Russell just one he was in person. It comes out today, I'm pretty sure. And Ooh. so I think it's out today. I think to the 24th was its release day, and I like the first one. I prizes in it. Um, the whole jailhouse part jailhouse rock you know i mean it just it had some really good scenes for us old people and it was really good um good watching for the the kids and so i think the christmas chronicles is um can usher in your and it's fantasy too i mean we're going to talk about movies that are science fiction and fantasy and so and it, it is, helps uh DVD soon. What does? Oh, Tenant? Tenant. Yeah. It's going to be DVD. DVD? Title out. So I think it's hilarious that all these little no-budget sci-fi and horror films have been kicking the crap out of it. Because you don't want to release drive-ins. And drive-ins is where the money's been this year. <laughs> well, king of the small films, I think that maybe we'll just start on what's there to watch of the small films that are on, like, say, Netflix for this Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I know that we usually watch football, and I guess there might be a little bit of football on. But really, we're going to have to rely on our streaming services, and maybe somebody brings over a DVD. Oh, got a DVD um, to watch with uh, the family or something. So um, uh, I think that maybe we should start the show out with talking about what's on and then move on to our Christmas movies like um, like you want to talk about Dune and I want to talk yeah. about Prometheus of course what do you well, think? Well there's your show uh, that uh, uh, what was it uh, Expanse is out there yep. all three seasons yes well I'm re-watching it right now because and that's a very yeah. important and day the stand in my comes life out so. soon to re- uh, yeah, the, the redo 17th, of the, the stand, stand is coming out soon. Yes, that's going to come out. Okay, the the Expanse Season 5 comes out December 16th. The Stand comes out December 17th. And so there's a lot coming out in December for our viewing pleasure. Even though I'm really kind of um, 
afraid that this new stand is not going to be as well done as the the one I love the most, the one with Gary Sinise in it. Um, yeah, I don't we'll know, see, see how they're going to replace Gary Sinise. He was too red. I and mean, if you read the books, he was too red. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I and so we'll just have to see. And I can't see Whoopi Goldberg is Mother Abigail. No. No. Uh-uh. And so. She's too young. I guess we'll just have I think so. I mean, I know that she's older than me, and so she's she's getting up there. She's a grandma and all that kind of stuff, but still, I don't know. She, she doesn't seem grandmotherly enough for me for that role. Yeah. Well, don't yeah. forget uh, Viola Davis, Ozzy Davis's wife, when she played Mother Abigail, was legit 89, 90 years old. Right. And so, yeah, and she was just, you just wanted to be around her. She had that aura of love yeah. and of of conviction and of compassion. And, and so she was the epitome of Mother Abigail to me because The Stand is my favorite Stephen King novel. And I've read it many times. And so I just... I'm going to watch the new version of The Stand. And I realize that every generation needs its version of this and that, right? There's a new Dune well, going to come out, and I don't... The longer book. Well, that's the only book I've ever read. It's the longest Stephen King, The Stand. <laughs> there was it's two, a very long book. The one that came out in the 70s. And the one that came out in the late 80s, early 90s, that was, that added about 200 more pages to it. Right. Right. I have, well, I have both versions, actually. But that's a circumstance I don't want to talk about. Um, I just know that when it comes to redoing, uh, very few get it right. Like the Battlestar Galactica re- reboot, that was outstanding. And Until the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah, okay. But that's because they were told they had to finish it in a time frame that they weren't really expecting. And so things get together which I can understand that but still you know executives at the top with the money don't really care about anything except the money so we're going to end this show we're going to end it on this date you need to write to that that's the way a lot of our shows end a lot of our um, movies are Um, so we have to live with well, it. Well, Netflix has gone on a bloodbath this year. As far as what? Getting rid of shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't even, I'm trying not to think about those things. I don't need to speculate on that because I think what they're doing is um, they're going to start catering to people that are way younger than me. So I'm just going to have to start buying up as many DVDs as possible to keep myself happy. Well, Amazon, their shows are catering towards the adult audiences where they're making their money like uh, the Expanse, the Boys. Right, which is, the Boys is really good. The second season was just a little bit preachy, but the, uh, and it's very violent. If um, if you don't, I don't recommend the boys for holiday viewing unless you're just all adults together and you like violence. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's really good. I think it's done really well. I think the themes are are spot on. I know that's an old saying, but I think they're just right on about corporate uh, masters and control and. Uh, so I really enjoy the boys, but it's not for kids, not at all. It's not holiday no. fair. <laughs> but uh, um, speaking of, um, I want to go back to Netflix, but speaking of um, Amazon, I watched um, Truth. I wasn't expecting to watch the whole series. I was going to watch a couple of them and leave a couple more for today. But I couldn't stop watching, and that's Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, their newest. And I couldn't stop watching it. For one thing, it made me laugh out loud. And there's no soundtrack or anything, but the jokes were so pointed towards the way my life is lived. I was just laughing at some of the things that they showed. They're just – they're. Nick Frost is so fantastic. And if you haven't seen him be Santa Claus in uh, Doctor Who, uh, Doctor Who Christmas special with um, Capaldi, then you are missing something tremendous because he is the perfect Santa Claus. But Simon Pegg and Nick Frost know how to um, take everyday life and put it into their Stories, the most absurd and ironic things that happen to us every day that we we think to ourselves, oh, God, can you believe that just happened? They put that into their stories, and it's just, it's great. So I can't recommend enough um, Truth Seekers. If you like Nick Frost and, and Simon Pegg, then you should check out their little show. And it was... Um, highly entertaining and it's not science yeah. fiction it's more horror uh if you want to put it in a genre it's um um more horror because it's got ghosts and, and afterlife and that kind of thing in it uh paranormal so um so but it's that's again not for children But going to Netflix, there's some great stuff. Stephen, have you seen Prospect? Seen it? It was on Dust, you know, the little um, sci-fi production on uh, out there that that puts out short films. Uh, No. Okay. Well, Prospect 
has uh, is on Netflix right now is a 2018 film, and it's about a girl and her dad who are kind of like prospectors. And uh, one of the Duplass brothers who do, do Room 104, I think that's the name of that on HBO. Um, yeah. Uh, Duplass, Jay Duplass is the father. And um, through some some mishaps on a planet, the daughter, whose name is Sophie Thatcher, who's a pretty good little actress, not little, she's probably older than what she is. Uh, she's like 14, 15 in the movie. But also, Pedro Pascal, who is the Mandalorian, is in this film, and I really, really enjoyed it. It's actually a pretty good Thanksgiving film because it brings people together and why people need each other. So uh, you might pass it. You might go, oh, what could this be? What could this be? The trailer isn't the best. But I would, uh, I highly recommend Prospect, and uh, um, I think you might be surprised on that one. What about Midnight Special? Yeah. Have we talked about Midnight Special before? No, but that's one. I actually seen that one. That one's good. It's really good. Really good. That one had one of the and crappiest trailers and posters I've ever seen. No kidding, because the trailer, um, I think they changed the trailer because Adam Driver is in it, right? And uh, because of Star, it was um, uh, a 2016 film. And because Adam Driver uh, is Kylo Ren, and I think they changed the trailer to feature him when he's not the he's not the star of the the movie at all and uh michael shannon is and uh it's just a really good story it's kind of um more science fiction mystery than anything else and uh it features this little boy who has this thing that happens to him and his father, Michael Shannon, is trying to protect him and get him to a place where he's going to be safe. And that's all I really want to say about the plot. But it's it's not what you think it is. It's not a, a chase movie. It's not a FBI movie. It's not those kinds of things. And it's really got family at the heart of it and it's not a, yeah. a for little kids movie. Yeah. And if you have Arrow releasing new streaming channel, they have their complete Gamera collection, which they put out, available on the oh. channel to stream. That's awesome. That's really, really good. Because nothing says I mean, the holidays like giant monsters. <laughs> I agree with you Completely agree with you Because um, Some of the films Yeah we were, that, yeah. There's so many new movies They could have just put out on streaming And I would have given money Like uh, Death on the Nile It's done 
It's sitting on a shelf. If you would have put that out on Amazon streaming or streaming, I would have probably given you twenty dollars for it. Because I was prepared to pay that much at Christmas anyway to watch it. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I I just don't think... I think that people just think that life is going to go back to normal. It's going to be a magic wand thing. And we don't have to think through this because if we just close our eyes and wave our magic wand then everything's going to go back to the way it was in 2019 and before. And yeah, we're slowly and finding out that they're wrong. Year, and you wanted to see Death on the Nile, go see Knives Out for free on Amazon streaming, and it's good. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite films from the holidays last year or around the hol- around Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. I think it was chilly outside when we saw it it was um yeah knives out is is one of the best like agatha christie type films offering up uh, one of the new things right oh and one more thing about netflix that they're streaming something just came on and i haven't watched it all the way through so i'm i'm not going to say exactly that it's a thumbs up but the parts that I saw of it, it's called In the Shadow of the Moon. It's a time travel uh, theme, and it has uh, Boyd Holbrook and Cleopatra Coleman, who is absolutely fantastic actress, if you haven't seen her before, and Michael C. Hall, who is Dexter. Uh, oh, in that's this the film. one by James Mickle. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And, uh, well, I've only seen, I saw two, two scenes, two long scenes in it, but it looks like something, I'm going to sit down and watch it. It's one of those small, uh, high concept that they call it high concept storytelling with a small budget. And, uh, and so, and, and it's time travel. Okay. So it fits the science yeah. fiction. Also, and, I think well, that's still yeah, out there, Spider-Man. The, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, don't watch Spider-Man. Watch the animated movie from uh, last year. Yeah, Spider-Man that's the one. Spider-Man the multiverse. Yeah, yeah that's the one that that's still streaming. Good. That's streaming on yeah, uh, Netflix. It. It's really good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And, and of so, course, hopefully they'll bring back Kringle from last year. Not that many people talked about it, but I love the hell out of it. It has the I guy that plays. Uh, oh yeah. Go ahead. The guy who plays what? It has the guy who played J. Jonah Jameson in Spider Man. I forget his name. He plays Chris Kringle in it. Well, he voices right. It's um I really liked it and and that's saying a lot cuz sometimes I don't like genre type films like that. So yeah. why don't you you know what in honor of your dad, okay? How about you tell us just the story of 
Dune and your holiday, seeing Dune for the first time. Tell us how that oh, happened. Oh, yeah. It was when it first came out. Me and my mom and dad had gone over to East Town Mall, rest in peace. It's gone now. And, well, we wanted to see the sci-fi movie that was out Dune, and she didn't want to see it. So we outvoted her. <laughs> we seen it on the second or third day, so we didn't get to see it with the little dictionary they handed out during the first couple of days of the screening. Right. And I, I don't didn't understand all of the people of the David Lynch version where they complained, oh, it's confusing. They didn't explain everything. I understood what the heck was going on. I hadn't read the books yet either. I right. thought that they did a I, great job of explaining everybody and their motivation. In fact, I think that that movie, yes, I I wasn't um, confused. I I saw it. I'm trying to think. I wish Fred was here right now. Um, I think we saw it uh, the second week it was out. And was, um, yes, it was spectacular. It was like nothing you've ever seen before. You're actually saying that they're turned off by it. And that's okay. If you can't handle what you're seeing on the screen, that's fine. I mean, it's a David Lynch film, for heaven's sake. Okay? Um, But to say that it's confusing, I think the story is laid out perfectly in front of you, that you know that this is uh, the planet that everyone's fighting over, that there's several different houses that are fighting each other. There's an emperor who's behind the scenes just stirring the pot. I mean, I think it's very clear And so I think yeah, as, a, I mean, as a Hollywood movie. I love movie, the TV cut, and it's a better cut of the movie, but, and I actually have that, that Blu ray DVD that goes for like a hundred, over a hundred bucks now that has the theatrical cut on one side, you flip it over, and it has the TV cut, which is three hours long. I have that too. I have it in a tin. I have it in a, in a tin. Um, instead yeah, of me too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yes, I have that. Yeah. I love it. As soon as I learned that the TV cut was coming out on DVD, I pounced on it. I'm like, gotta have it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I, and they showed his deleted scene that they really should have kept in the movie, and that was uh, the death of Fufu for Hawat. Yes. And they should have kept that in. I think they just cut it for time's sake. But, heck, it was long anyway. Why not just keep it in? Yeah. I mean, it's just like a two, three-minute scene, and it's important. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes our movies at the theater are – 
during holiday season are not exactly uh, holiday movies. Like, how many times have we seen a new Star Wars in December? How many times yeah, I grew in up the with past? Star Wars in summer. Well, um, Disney started them out in December for the money, of course. Yeah. You know, but their um, Thanksgiving week always the week for the new Star Trek movies. And I'd say that if you're a Star Trek fan, you should revisit those movies, um, all of them. Yeah, all that's the ones another that thing really I remember. Uh, it was a horrible movie, the one about them on the planet with the movies rising and all that. But what makes it special is I went there with all of my uncles and my dad and we was out visiting uh, Arizona for one day, one Christmas. Yeah. Well, that's um, like the one with the whales, the voyage home. Um, mm-hmm. That, I was very, very pregnant, and we went to see it Thanksgiving week. I think that's what it was. It was around Thanksgiving. Yeah, we did too. And that was a tradition here. All of us kids yeah. would go see a movie at the at the La Follet Twin on Thanksgiving night after we ate dinner. Right. We seen the and, Santa Claus and uh, took my niece who hadn't got to see it during the summer. The re-release of The Lion King. Yes, and Disney used to um, release big movies, their big animated movies in November because Beauty and the Beast uh, came out, the my Little favorite Mermaid. Disney movie. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. And it uh, it's a good holiday film because it has that, that family feeling, you know, that feeling of love at the end and that, you know, things will turn out okay. Um, and it's got snow in it, <laughs> snowstorms, and so Beauty and the Beast, yeah, yeah. yeah. Disney used to always turn out those films in November so that we could see them on the uh, on Thanksgiving week, and I, I miss that. I miss that the Star Trek movies don't come out. And uh, they, the Star Trek reboot movies all come out in the middle of summer. And I like them better in November when... Uh, oh, the summer's too crowded as is. Yeah, well, um, November is a good time because you want to... Okay, July is hot and you want to be in the movie theater also. But November is cold and you want to be in the movie theater. It's so much fun to get all wrapped up in your coat and your sweaters and stuff and go in and watch a movie and come out yeah. and it's freezing cold outside, get into the car and go home. It's just, that's just what, but now we can't even go and to the movie theater. So what are we talking about? <laughs> and Right, right. 
And then right, all the Harry Potter. And they yeah. all made big money. And then yes. Seven came out in the summer, and they made less money. <laughs> um, and they started releasing the Fantastic Beast in November. And uh, I don't... I like the movies. I like Fantastic Beasts myself. Um, I like the first one better than the second one, but I find them uh, really fun to watch in November. I just watch them again because... And Harry Potter is a winner franchise. Yeah. I've always noticed that some franchises are winner franchises, some are summer. I agree, and I think that that universe is a winter, a winter franchise. Exactly. I think that Star yeah. Trek movies are winter. I just do. That's the, what they used to release them, and that's what my tradition in my own head says, my heart, that I want to see a new Star Trek. I guess Star Wars has taken that over, but. Still. Well, they pretty much uh, cut out the movies for now because right. of Rise of Skywalker not doing the amount of money they wanted to and the fanboys griping about it. And I actually liked it. Oh, yeah. I have I no problem with any of the Star Wars. None, actually. I don't. Yeah, there's certain I things mean, I expect, like uh, the musical. I expect to watch those at Christmas time. We'll see. Cats exactly. came out at Christmas. Uh, Les Miserables. Yep. Actually, I think that came out. The Sweeney. last one came out in January, but Sweeney Todd came out in at Christmas. Yeah, Sweeney Todd. That one, the trailers cracked me up because I was thinking. Oh, are they going to be disappointed once they go watch that one? <laughs> well, if you don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. If you only go it because you've seen the trailers, you'll be like, all right, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp making a movie. What the fuck is this? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so uh, I don't understand the way that Hollywood thinks or the studios think these days because people are dying for, and I don't mean dying in the literal sense, okay? They're craving tradition right now. We are all craving these yeah, things. I mean, the they're mad bringing... people got when they tried to move uh brown over to streaming oh boy right and they had to, they brought it back they brought Charlie Brown back for this year the real Charlie Brown specials on television on network because people are craving this I don't understand the execs up in studios do they live on another planet do they, they do. not? Yeah, they must. Because they're not looking to see. I know it's one of see. his things, but Frank Zappa said it the best. 
the movies and the music entertainment system was better off when it was run by the people who didn't, who knew that they didn't know what they were doing. Because nowadays it's run by people who think they they know what we want. They know how to mark. You know, we know how to market to you. We know what you want. Right, well, everything's run by these algorithms, which are wrong. Yeah. I don't care what what they say. I don't care. They're wrong. The algorithms do not know how to peg us. And as much as they can be right, they are also just as wrong. And because of that, because of being so wrong – we have all this stuff messed up now. We don't have our traditions. We don't have um, we don't have anything. Yes, exactly. Let's and see, so, like uh, movies like uh, Split Second, The Blood of Heroes, uh, uh, like what's that one that you seen with Amy? Not Amy Adams. One about the aliens leaving the message with the woman. Arrival. Arrival. Is yeah. that the one? They did not expect yeah. that movie to do any movie. It's like, this is three hours. It has a woman. There's no explodey stuff. This movie's going to bomb. What the hell? This movie made money from November all the way until the, all the way through January. This isn't what right. we expect. Right. Right. And you would expect that they would understand that and make more movies like that. And they didn't. No. That's crazy. That is crazy. They don't make more movies like that. And so then we... Serious sci-fi works in the winter because we are more willing to get out of the freaking cold. (laughs) I mean, look at how many three-hour movies have done good in the winter. Uh, Dances with Wolves, uh, Avatar, Arrival, uh, Titanic. Right. Yeah, well, Titanic is like the one, the, the huge blockbuster that got people out in snowstorms to watch it. I mean, literally, people were going out in storms to go watch that film. And so you would think, you know why people go out? Because um, we're so cooped up <laughs> before COVID, okay? We're so cooped up in the wintertime in our houses that we want to go somewhere. And the movie theater gives us not just... Um, uh, something to watch, but it gives us camaraderie in in going to see a movie. And yeah, like uh, when uh, the Force Awakens come out, everybody was standing there in their spot. First night out, we went. To, I got got. We went to see it on Friday. It was first night out. Everybody had their Star Wars T-shirts on. Older Star Wars geeks was taken to their first, taking their kids to their first Star Wars movie. Right, because it's fun to get dressed up for it. During the summertime, you just wear your shorts, 
<laughs> whatever, but it it's almost like an event. And in fact, it is an event. All right? It's an event. Yeah. And and we need these things and we crave these things. And so now we're having to find our little events on um, the small screen. And uh, this year is just going to be a little bit harder than years in past. But I have a pretty um, good list that I want to uh, go over. But you know what? Here's something. This is on, uh, I think you can find it on Netflix. I saw this as I was reading the other day, um, a couple of other people's lists. I saw this and I thought, this is perfect. In December, there's going to be the the winter solstice, right? The day that Mm -hmm. um, night is longer. And so this, this person suggested that the perfect a movie for the winter solstice is Sunshine. And uh, that's a Danny Boyle um, film. And I think that that's perfect because Sunshine is about how the earth is starting to freeze because the sun has had a downtick in the amount of radiation that it's putting out, the amount of uh, uh light that hits the earth, it's gone down a couple of whatever they they measure it by. And so the earth is slowly turning into a snowball. So humanity has put together uh, two missions. The first mission failed, and the second mission uh, has the same idea as the first mission, go to the sun and restart the sun by sending these nuclear blasts into it. I don't know about the science, okay? But I like the film, except the very end. <laughs> you can yeah, watch it for yourself. Sometimes you got to ignore the science and science fiction films. Right, right, right. And this is one of them. Because like the whole uh, idea... murder by telephone. <laughs> Killer tomatoes. Or murder by television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sometimes, but I thought I go I thought that was really clever of that person to suggest that um Sunshine is the perfect winter solstice movie. And so, I mean, there's plenty of of solstice movies, you know, winter summer solstice movies, you know, midsummer's out there. Okay, there's plenty of those. But this film is all about the sun. And how we need it so badly. And on the night of the the darkest night of the year, watching this film is probably a fun thing to do. So I'm just suggesting it. Okay. <laughs> and another fun film, and Stephen, you'll have to forgive me because I'm not quite sure I understand or I know how you feel about this film, but Edward Scissorhands is a really nice little film to watch at um, Thanksgiving and Christmas time. What do you think? Watch Vincent Price's two minutes, then turn the movie off. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, I cannot buy Anthony Michael Hall is a jock bully. Never in any multiverse. I'm like, when it comes to seeing him as a bully, I'm like Dr. Uh, Strange in Infinity War. Just going, no, 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 no. Well, if you haven't seen Edward Scissorhands, then you need to watch it. And it is kind of family and judge for yourself because I like it. It's not, it's not really science fiction. Well, it is kind of science fiction, right? How does Edward become Edward Scissorhands, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's kind of a sweet movie. And I don't mind Winona Ryder at all. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> oh, I'm not complaining about her. Well, I know you you don't like um what was he in? Um uh oh dang it it just won't go in a Practice Club. He was the he was the tiny skinny warmy nerd. Right. But I mean he's playing some of the baddest bad guys later on. After he turned forty, he um he changed his whole um uh acting career and started playing uh it was after dang it, what's that Stephen King film that they made the series out of? Um and he was the lead in it. Can't think of it. Dang it. <laughs> I will look it up. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I understand that a lot of people like it. I just don't. Yeah, a lot of people do. But let's see. I'm going to find this. Um, come on. It's called... Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. You know, the Green Mile. Huh? What? Oh, the Green Mile. They made a TV show on the Green Mile? Oh, the Dead no, Zone. No, no, no. He was John the Smith Dead in the Zone. Dead Zone. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think of. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, the Dead Zone. That is... Uh, I don't know. I think that the Dead Zone, the movie, is a really good. If you've never seen the movie, the Dead Zone, with um, dang it, why is all this different now? I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking at things that I don't normally look at, and um, They do things so differently now on. Yeah, the movie The Dead Zone is great. It's If you look at the trailer, you might think it's a horror film, but it's actually a sweet little melancholy film. It's, um, but it's David Cronenberg, so you have to really, um, you have to know what you're looking into. It is a sweet film because at the very at the very heart of it is a tragedy actually uh, and and 
the main character is propelled by love and caring and compassion. And uh, so it's a very, and it's got a lot of winter in it. So I think maybe it's a good wintertime film to kind of wrap up in and, and watch. Yeah, a lot of it takes on place talking. in winter. Right, right, because the kids that, that um, the ice breaks and they fall into the water and they're, and yeah, okay, I'm not going to tell plot, I'm not doing plot here. Yeah, just watch that it. Was, that's a scene. Yeah, just watch it. So that's a, that's a good one. And don't forget Martin Sheen is our president. And right. And he came first. That's right. He came first. <coughs> Excuse me. And he's better than every, every, every. It's just the fact every that past four I like years. the series. It's just the fact that Anthony Hall, no Michael Hall, no Anthony Hall, came up and yeah. did as good a job as Christopher Walken. <laughs> Well, um, Christopher Walken in that film, I think that's like one of the those standalone performances that it's just like he's mesmerizing to me. He's mesmerizing in that film. Yeah, I think that was the first film that he really got to be the big star and be the standout. Right, right. And he did such a really great job. You know, there is this other one, too. I can't think of. But anyway, there's some other films that I would like to talk about. There's a little Norwegian film. This is a family film. This is, uh, mm-hmm. if you watch it in without the uh, closed caption, then, of course, it's dubbed because it's a Norwegian film film but it's called journey to the christmas star so if you're looking for something Mm -hmm. to play um to watch with the kids i think that that is uh it's it's different it's uh not your normal type uh find santa claus and the christmas star and have a christmas tree and everything will be beautiful it's not it's that's not the story and so um uh, it's a nice little fantasy borderline. It's not science fiction. There's no science in it, but it's fantasy. And it's really a good film. It's called Journey to the Christmas Star. And you can find it on YouTube. They used to run it on Netflix every Christmas. I doubt they're going to run it again. But you can find it yeah. uh, on Amazon. I don't know if you can find it on Prime. But I know you can find it at Amazon. And uh, I just think it's a nice little film for the family. Say, you know, you're going to sit down and eat um, Thanksgiving dinner with the kids and you want to watch a a little kid movie that will be satisfying. Watch that. Okay. (laughs) And don't forget, because of Lego, we actually have a good Star Wars Christmas special on Disney. (laughs) Prime this year. Yes, thank you. 
Well, all the Lego movies are fun, right? Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I do miss going to the movies. We all, all of us who love movies. Right. But the thing right. is, is getting young, once this is over, and I say we in for a long haul, is how we're yep. going to get the young kids back in the theaters once they get their habits back in. Because there's a lot of my generation, once they got hooked on just renting videos at the video store, they didn't go back to the theater. Right. Right. It's true. Well, you know, also another thing that happened that exact time is that the movie theater prices just kept going up. Every time you went to the theater, it went up. 50 cents or a dollar. Every time you went, every like two months, they would raise the price. So that also coincides with um, the VHS turning into DVD and DVD turning into streaming. And so it, it took a lot of people's, um, I don't know, a lot of, a lot more money out of people's pockets. And so you used to take, well, you take a family of four to the movies and then you go out to dinner afterwards. Well, you couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. It was the movies or out to dinner. So we're going to go to out to dinner yeah, and, and pick up a movie where, on the way home. Yeah. And that's where the drive-ins are starting to win again. Oh, it's like eight bucks to go see a movie? Okay. And... There's food there for us to buy? Okay. If the if they wanna um have people go to the drive ins during um the holiday season, they need to show Gremlins. They need to have a double feature and Gremlins needs to be one of the movies. Because so the biggest maybe screwed at the drive in last summer was see if you can guess which one was the biggest hit. Uh, C, Bill and Ted, B, Back to the Future, or A, Tenet? Back to the Future. Yeah. Because everyone knows that's fun. And if you're going to be stuck in the car with a bunch of people, you want a fun movie. Now, Bill and Ted has the possibility of being fun, right? But yeah. we don't know if it's going to be it fun. It's but... great, too, but not as much. She didn't do as good as the Back to the Future re-releases. Right. And so Gremlins yeah. is hey, kind of a... Have that um... thing too. It's like uh, when uh, Disney re-released their movies. Oh, I watched them as a kid. You went through this more than I did because with my niece, they didn't, when VHS started, they stopped it. Oh, I watched uh, Pinocchio and Snow White and the Jungle Book as a kid. I'm going to take my kids to see it. Right. Right. It was when my kids were little is when they started releasing them. Because I still have all those um, VHS of the Disney movies. 
so they would release them before Thanksgiving so that you could watch them at Thanksgiving. They were like the November movie. And so, yeah, so you don't go to the theater anymore to see Disney. You go to uh, the video store and rent or buy the VHS. That's That's how everything started changing. Disney did that. Disney's the one who changed it all. Yeah. Our habit. And there's a lot of times that you would go see a movie on Buncombe in November and December. As in, well, I'm at the mall. I've just done my Christmas shopping. And, hey, that's playing. I'm here. Right. Let's go watch it. Yep. 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 That's, um... That people plan things like that. That was back when we used to be well, planning society. Now we're just spontaneous. Yeah. Well, that's what I was talking about. Spontaneous one, you know. Oh. Well, it's like I just, uh, you forgot the new Star Trek movie was out, and you walk by the movie theater in the mall and it's like, oh, the new Star Trek's out. That's how I saw Excalibur. I didn't even know Excalibur, what that movie was. And it was just a happenstance that I saw it. And then it became my favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff doesn't happen That's anymore. That's a great movie. I love Excalibur. Not quite a holiday film, but if you want to watch um, a good King Arthur movie, I think that's one of the best King Arthur movies. Yeah. And the best Merlin. Oh, the very best Merlin. And Morgana, too. I thought, I, you know, Helen Marin, she was great. I, there are yeah. the, so many stars in that movie. So many great actors in that movie. It's it's unbelievable. If you go down the cast list, it's like, oh, oh, Liam Neeson. Who would have ever thought Liam Neeson in that movie was going to be Yeah, Liam Neeson, Patrick here. Stewart. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, well, Gabriel look at Dune, the two big names of Dune. Uh, here we go again with uh, Patrick Stewart. Yep, yes. Yeah. Then there's my most quoted character from Dune, and that's Edward McGill. Almost everything he says is quotable just because it's Edward McGill's saying. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. there a worm yeah. sign still, Gar? And, of course, there is worm sign, Usul. Like the gods have not even seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, now I really want to watch it. I'm gonna to have to get it out for this Thanksgiving. Oh, and here's another film. In fact, we did this. We have we have this film um, in archives somewhere. We did a watch of it. The Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. That is my go-to Thanksgiving film. I love the Wasn't Fifth Element. Wasn't that released in November? I'm. I have. I don't know, but it probably was. Maybe that's why I like it so much. As uh, yeah, that movie was good and it was gorgeous. 
There's nothing in that movie that's not gorgeous. There's, and, um, of course, Gary Oldman was great as a bad guy. <laughs> no, it was released in May, actually, oh. in the USA. I don't know. It's what it's by. I love watching it at Thanksgiving. I always watch it as I'm cooking Thanksgiving food early on, getting the turkey ready, getting the stuffing ready, getting all that. Yeah. So I've got Fifth Element is on. The end of the Macy's parade, and then Fifth Element comes on. <laughs> I don't know why. You know got who, no. Uh, Chris- yeah. What? You know who they had originally cast as Ruby Rude before uh, he got too busy with a tour and they put in uh, Chris Ducker? No, uh-uh, who? Prince. Prince would have not been good in that. Um, you know, no offense to Prince, I love him. I love him, love him, love him. But I don't see how Prince could have put in that kind of performance. Do you? Well, Chris Tucker was basically just doing Prince. Yeah, but very loud and flamboyant. Prince was not loud. He was anything but. I mean, sure, on stage he was a showman, but he was not loud. It's just a weird uh, tradition, like uh, the whole fight, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? And I say it is just because of the way they use Christmas music and all that. Well, it I was have also seen Christmas, Christmas party. I have seen, yeah, I have seen real, you know, what they consider real Christmas movies that don't use the Christmas atmosphere. Right. As much as Diehard does. Exactly. There's I mean, Christmas there's almost music. none of the soundtrack that isn't Christmas music, like old, like uh, Hans Gruber theme <laughs> is Old to Joy. You know. Yes, and even though Die Hard is not a science fiction movie, Die Hard is a uh, a staple for Thanksgiving and Christmas. You must watch Die Hard. (laughs) Holidays are not complete. It's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You've got to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and you've got to watch Die Hard. Okay? That's absolutely true. It's just funny that and plus most Christmas movies are in made real cheap and quick just so they can get like we know that people are going to see it after Thanksgiving and before Christmas. After that, no one will go see it. Right. But, yeah, <laughs> the new Star Wars trilogy was good. I didn't see The Last Jedi or, uh, well, i seen Rise of Skywalker in theaters. The other ones I didn't. Mm-hmm. I regret not seeing Rogue One in theaters. So I I really like that. I didn't see the Han Solo one in the theaters, but I saw all the rest of them in the theaters. 
And uh, Rogue Solo One was, one was really okay. Good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I I can't say that he it's a bad no, movie. It's okay. He wasn't no Harrison Ford. But it was no. nice seeing Lando Carissian in a big role in the movie. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah, you know, that's, I just want to say about The Mandalorian, The Mandalorian uh-huh. uses actors that we don't get to see very often, and I like that. I like that about The Mandalorian. Yeah. And I also plan on seeing Fat Man before Christmas. Batman, you heard the of that Christmas one, you... one with the penguin? No, Fat Man, the Christmas oh. one with Mel Grip Gibson as the middle-aged bitter Santa Claus, who, because he uh, <laughs> takes a mafia head son and puts coal in his stocking, the little boy hires a hitman playing by, played by Walt Goggins, who collects, yes, Walt Goggins, so it's automatically good. Who collects toys that Santa makes, and he goes after him. Oh, see, I don't know that movie. <laughs> I don't. That's weird, because I thought I'd seen all Mel Gibson movies. Huh. What year is that? Do this you know? year. Oh, Yeah, okay. this year. It came out about two weeks ago. Oh, I have not seen it. I haven't even seen a... Well, that's because I work so hard, and I don't even work half as hard as other teachers yeah. I know. Yeah, and I didn't even know that was that. The one that you laugh at me that I watch about every year is every year Amazon Prime has a two-hour uh, Lawrence Welk Christmas episodes from the 50s to the 70s. Oh, well... That reminds me, my grandfather loved Lawrence Welk, loved Lawrence Welk. <laughs> that makes me nostalgic, makes me want my grandparents. Oh, well, you know, this is the thing. You watch the things that make you feel good at the holidays, right? Yeah, like And it it's nice to know. Yeah, well, this is the thing, though. Steven, how many people out there secretly want to watch Lawrence Welk um, Christmas specials but think, oh, I can't do that because it's Lawrence Welk and I'm not supposed to watch it because, because, because. Well, watch them. Watch the things you want. Watch the things that make you happy. Yeah, when did Trinkle even come back? I don't know. I don't know that the answer to that. Here's the thing. I have these um these films that nobody else likes or few people like. But you know what? I watch them because they make me feel good. Now, I watch them because at Thanksgiving and Christmas, I want to feel that family even though I can't have family around. And uh, so 
The Book of Eli, this movie has, at the very end, it has um, Denzel Washington listing the things that he is grateful for. I mean, if that's not a Thanksgiving movie, I don't know what is. doesn't open up kind of Thanksgiving-like. It's dystopian. It's scary. It's violent. But the whole point of the movie is the human spirit rises above all that crap, like COVID. And the power of books. The huge power of books. What people will do for books. That has to be Gary Oldman's best line in the whole movie. What is that? Power! This is power! Yep. Yeah, I just watched it the other night. I love this film. I love the music of the film. In fact, I hunted down the soundtrack last year to this film because I love the music. I love the theme. I love the fact that this these two characters come together from completely different parts of this this destroyed world. And this man teaches this young woman the power of books, the power of love, the power of humanity coming together for something good. Because all she's seen is humanity um, cheating each other and hurting each other. It's just a great, great theme. I love it. I love it. And don't you love the fact that it's like Fahrenheit 451 because the book that Montag is is in care of the book that he takes to the other side before all the bombs start dropping is the Bible. And I'm not a religious yeah. person, okay? But the Bible, if you just study the Bible, like I've done many times, it's got some really good stuff in it. I'm not Yeah, well, advocating. if you notice in the book of Eli, it has... Uh... Uh, the Bible, a Torah, Quran. Yep. yep. Philosophies also. I, I was looking at the, the books that were there that they put the, and it's not just any Bible. It's the King James Version, which is the most poetic, most well-written Bible of all the versions. And, uh, I mean, no one would argue that. That crap they have in these new churches now, the one that that tells you what the Bible says, nothing compares to the literature, the beauty of the words in the King James Version. And that's the – because when he sits down with Malcolm McDowell, who happens to be in – in that show, the Nick Frost and Simon Pegg <laughs> show, he's in my mind. Okay, he sits down with Malcolm McDowell towards the end, and and so Malcolm McDowell asks him what, what book he has, and he says, I have the King James Version of the Bible. And Malcolm McDowell is like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's such yeah. a great film. It's a film that a well, lot of people just miss. My sister is going to be... Uh... Making picking up tomorrow because me and mom are staying here because it's too dangerous to go to a big dinner with my sister and the family this year. Right. 
Right. This is the first year. But I'm the dealer of the pumpkin pie, and my sister's the junkie. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is the first year that I won't. It'll just be my mom and I. My youngest son and, and I spend Thanksgiving together every single year. I don't think we've missed one. We were trying to think today because we spent the afternoon together. And we can't think yeah. of the last time that we haven't had Thanksgiving together. I don't think ever in his life have we not had Thanksgiving together. And we're not going to have Thanksgiving together this year. And it makes me really sad. But that's just the way it is. It's too dangerous. And so, so anyway, um, moving along, I would like to say that um, when it comes to some other films like um, uh, Contact, you know, Carl Sagan's story, I think Contact is a really good film because of the message, the the message of family and love. That's a good that's a good science fiction film to watch. Yeah. Prometheus, on the other hand, is a very good Christmas movie if you get all the symbolism. If you don't understand the symbolism of uh Ridley Scott's Prometheus, then it's not a Christmas movie, but it really super is a Christmas movie. It's all about resurrection and uh the the coming of man, the end of man, humanity, all the stuff that we celebrate at Jesus is about that and about faith. And so if you're up for a scary kind of growth in some parts, science fiction, Prometheus is a, is a good Christmas movie. And I'm not the only one yeah. who says this now. You know, back when Prometheus first came out, I was the only one that recognized it. Now you can find it all over the internet. Prometheus is a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how everything, you know, it's like, I have an idea. And then the first <laughs> like, yeah. And then they catch up with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny how that works. And it's funny when other people are making money off your idea. <laughs> But that's another story. Yeah. Hey, pay her. If you're using one of our ideas, pay her. Yes. I wish. Anyway. Okay, you know, um, this is a story um, that I think is, it's a middle of the winter story. It's a true story. It's not science fiction. But every time I watch this film, it makes me, and it's Disney, so it's kind of sappy, but it makes me feel really good. The inside of me starts glowing, okay? And so it's called The Finest Hours, and it's uh, about the, the Coast Guard, these people who went out and rescued these these men that were trapped on a sinking uh, oil barge, the the oil tanker cracked in half and got stuck on a shoal, 
And these men, these um, these four men, went on this from the Coast Guard went on this little tiny boat, and they went and they rescued these people. And there were like thirty two of them, and the boat barely barely didn't sink because there were so many men on the boat as they came back in and it was freezing cold in the middle of a a winter storm and it's an impossible impossible situation and it's of course it's since it's done by disney it's got that feeling and flair to it but i still love it it makes me feel good and i think it's a really great Thanksgiving um, film. So I had to get that well, in. Sure, it's impossible to get on DVD, but you can find it on YouTube, and it's called the Interstellar Thanksgiving or Please Don't Eat My Planet. It's about a group <laughs> of settlers on Earth and a, another one from an alien planet who crash on this planet and end up being forced to spend Thanksgiving together and forced to colonize the planet. Oh, wow. I don't even know about that. Yeah. And the ending of it is like a 30-minute special. It's like, this isn't like it is back home. And he's like, fishing, that's important. Not the... not the not when it happens or where it happens. Right. Traditions exactly. are like like traditions are like plants. We start a new one wherever we are. I like that. I super like that. And, and the reason Doom why is another one of those that uh cribs off the Jesus parable. Okay. That's okay because some of us believe that the Jesus thing was maybe just a parable. <laughs> maybe Jesus was just a man, <laughs> which would make it even more extraordinary. Yeah. And. The really what about stuff, and, this Chris? Go ahead. Oh, I just want to say because you mentioned it, Ad Astra is a really good yeah. film for this time of year because it really calls into question what is what's life all about. I mean, I definitely an- believe in in. Ex- exploration and all that stuff but what this film really gets to the heart of is what's between you and me yeah and what's funny is Ad Astra's is one of those films that in the 70s you would see the long haired contingent wait for the last 20 minutes of the movie to perform a ritual like they did with 2001. Right. <laughs> and it involves lighters, 
certain substances that are legal now in certain states. <laughs> and Well, not so much anymore. <laughs> I got some of that today. <laughs> it's legal here, baby. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I could just couldn't you just see that that the midnight movie contingent back in the seventies waiting for like yeah. the last twenty or so minutes of Ad Astra and just going Okay, here yep. we go. Yep. Yep. Oh, he's almost at Neptune. Get everything ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till after the feeding tube part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I really like Ad Astra. It's one of my favorite films from last year. Um, I know some people thought it was boring, but you know what? <laughs> Put your imagination to work. Like, uh, like I know it's like, oh, it's too long. It's three hours. Yeah, but you fucking watched Marvel Infinity War how many times? Ten times. Because it's great. It's fast paced. Yeah. That movie's three hours long. Oh. Yeah, well, I thought Infinity Wars, um, the second part of that was boring. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I just thought it was boring. Well, it was like a lot of people's Lord of the Rings when it actually told the actual thing of Lord of the Rings. Like, it's going on too long. It has two or three endings. Yes. It has to. There's, you know, the Lord of the Rings, not the Hobbit, but the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship all the way through, you know. Those are, if you're going to watch, if you want to watch something all the way through on um, for your Thanksgiving, for your whatever, uh, Lord of the Rings is perfect. Also, the first three Star Wars, put them all in, you know, one after the other. Get the whole effect of the entire story. I can't I can't see anything wrong with that. Put in three Harry Potters. Put in the two um Fantastic Beasts, one after the other and have a whole day of it. That that Well, cool I stuff. think USA Channel is showing the Harry Potter movies uh for Thanksgiving. Back yeah, to back I to back to I, back to back. I saw that somewhere else too. I can't remember, but I yeah, maybe that's the the ad I saw for it. But yeah, but, a, but I always like the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings better because yeah. I missed all the little plot moments that were missing. Exactly. There's a speech by Sam that I used to before Microsoft got a hold of education. I used to um, have my kids. Uh, uh, read it, then watch the uh, watch the video of um, Sam and this one speech, and it's about the power of story and the power of myth and the power of 
of one person being able to change things. And it's all in this one speech. And if you don't watch the extended version, you don't get it. And that's just really sad. Yeah. So, yeah, watch the – you have enough time. You have all day. So watch the extended versions of um, Lord of the Rings. So you won't wonder where the hell Saruman vanished to. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. Uh, We ought to do a, 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 a nitpick of the Lord of the Rings as the the theatrical release versus the the longer versions. <laughs> what did they leave out? <laughs> it's just like Prometheus. Oh. I have to say, I love Prometheus and everything, but it is confusing in a couple of spots. But if you watch the special features and you see what they cut out, <laughs> you think, oh, my God, if they would have just left that in, the movie would have made tons of money. The movie makes so didn't much money. Make, didn't he put that out as an extended cut with those scenes back in, and the movie actually no. makes sense? No, he said he. No, he said he won't do it. He said he won't do it, and that's only the ravings of a madman who's too old to know what's good for his movie. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. No, he said he won't do it because he put the deleted scenes into the Prometheus package. I have the whole beautiful package set with the little book and everything. It's just, God, it's gorgeous. And the the first time I watched those features, it was like, oh, my God, Ridley Scott, you are a freaking idiot. Because, you know, he really did a good job of editing alien and it made him into who he is right so he wanted Mm -hmm. to do that with prometheus and he screwed it up just an idiot age yeah (laughs) well alien covenant wasn't that good either no no it's really sad i mean it could have been way better than what it was. The two Davids should have had more time together and less fighting. They should have had more um, verbal sparring with each other. And that whole end fight scene that was cut up to, that should have been um, shorter than it was and not not edited like it was. Can you do? Can't do anything about one man's vision. <laughs> Yeah. You can only like it or not. <laughs> but I think, you know, oh, you know what? I do want to mention one more movie before we go. And that is a movie that I think it's not quite science fiction, but it has this mystery to it that's really pretty cool. And that's The Prestige. I think The Prestige has a great message to it. It has absolutely wonderful, great performances by all the actors. And I think that is a movie to hunt down and uh, watch. I think it's a good a good film to watch. Oh, I liked it. I liked the ending, too. Yeah, yeah. 
The ending is really good. It's a it's it's a good twist. But I think everyone in that Don't film. Don't say that word. I'm sorry, I didn't it's say it. It's a good ending. <laughs> it's a good ending. And um, David Bowie there was a bad... Tesla. Yes, like I'm saying, there's not a bad actor or act. Um, there's not a a bad character nor a bad performance out of everyone. It's just, oh yeah, what about all the hats? Oh my god, I love that movie. I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm gonna have to watch it. I love it. I'll watch it after the first time you see that scene. It's like, what the poop? <laughs> and the second time, you got me, you motherfucker. You told me all. Oh, you, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I know. So that's another I love good it when film. they do stuff like that subtle and not shove it in your face. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. It makes it makes the experience so I don't know special, and we're trying to make the holidays special this year because of COVID and everything. So I think that's a if you haven't watched The Prestige, you should watch The Prestige. So how about Don Bluth? Um, uh, the Secret of Nim is a really wonderful film. And that's a good Thanksgiving film also. Mother and her yeah, babies. Yeah, that's another and... one where they took an adult book and adult story. And Don Bluth was first to make, was forced to make it into a kid's movie with some stupid, right. stupid changes. Like uh, in the book, Mrs. Brisby. Right. And what did they right. change it to in the movie? Brisby, not not Grisby, but Brisby. Almost yeah, they like changed Brisby. it in the movie because the they said Brisby would is not a family friendly name. Right. Right, but the whole thing is, well, they lose the the you know the meaning of it because it's a book, and a book is full of meaning and symbolism and sometimes films are not. <laughs> Still, I think it's a good film um, to watch with the kids on um, during the holidays because it gives, it's scary, but it's not too scary. And it gives that, that really warm feeling at the end that you're looking for at the holidays. And it is science fiction. <laughs> all about yeah. science. Don't that make you feel proud that they trusted us as kids to, oh, to be yeah. able to handle spooky stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, you know, my boys business. grew up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but not, not, not what they have these days. I mean... No. <sighs> It was, I it was the, right after I left high school when they started censoring. That was right. one of the things I was most proud about going to high school. I'm in high school now. I get to go to the adult library. I get to read. I get to check out Stephen King books. 
Oh, right. I am an adult. Right. Right. I remember um, the change in the library also. I loved it. That's where I found some of my favorite books to to today. Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> Just to mention my favorite book to teach. Yes. Yeah. And um, then in the early 90s, they went Fahrenheit 451 on books. Oh, man. The things that they have done... But it just goes along with that, um, that idea of if we don't show them violence, then kids won't grow up being violent, which is totally wrong. That's not what the data shows. That's not what the research shows. That's not what real life shows us. But still, (laughs) it's all that PC stuff. Oh, Oh, you know. Um, politically correct, PC, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah. That's Those two words are not allowed. You don't say that anymore. Like, okay, oh here's the joke. What, uh, yeah. Did all of the kids that are teens that read Twilight go out and screw the dog and try to get bit on the neck or bite each other on the neck? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, they didn't. Oh, gosh, you're making me think of my my students, all the ones who are grown and done with college and having they have lives. They have children of their own. They loved those books. I was so happy to see them going out and and reading on their own. I didn't have to say, go find a book. Oh, we got this reading to do. No, they were bringing it. Look. Look, Miss Love, I'm reading this. I'm on the third book. I'm a, oh. I don't care what people yeah. think about those books. The kids were reading back then. And now they're all yeah, perfect. Yeah, if you read the homework book game, there's some damn good recipes in there. Yes, but you couldn't get those um, published these days. That no. was That was the mid-2000s, and, and that's over with. If you don't have the, when, you, the stuff that there's in their books these days, if you, but explicit sex, these kids these days, they read explicit sex, and that's okay. Parents don't mind about that, but they don't, all the other stuff they do, then stupid. Oh, well. Yeah. We can't have Harry Potter in our schools. Why? He'll teach them Satanism. Yeah, but some of the stuff I've caught the kids reading. Does your mom know you're reading this? Yes. My mom gave it to me. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah. I don't even know the names of those books because I don't put that in my brain. But anyway, I hope that everyone enjoys this show as far as what there is out there to watch and have a great holidays and enjoy the holiday situation that you're in and stay safe Jesus yes. Christ so many people have We're died the, this year period we are on the verge of a vaccine we just have to be patient a little bit longer I've had too many I haven't had anyone 
die in my immediate family, but I have had too many friends who's, who have lost their parents or their grandparents. And I, I just plead with you, please be safe. Please take the virus seriously. Wear your mask. Yeah. Wash your hands. Don't be, don't be a D, don't be a D back like that. I loved him, but going out without a mask when he was already taking kidney dialysis, which made him 200 times more susceptible for the virus. Right. That's just taking That's like too playing much of Russian a risk. roulette and then putting four or five bullets in the gun. Right. Right. That's no other. And you guys, the grocery store is a scary place. Make certain that if your grocery store, like one of my grocery stores, I go to two grocery stores and that's it. I go to the one that's more expensive. They wash down, they spray down every single cart before you as a customer takes it. And then the other place I go, they don't spray it down at all. They have spray and wipes available for you to wipe it down. So I just bring my own wipe and I wipe the cart down so that, and I continually put um, sanitizer on my hands because I just don't want to take the chance that some jerk out there has come to the grocery store sick. Because people do. And then sometimes people don't even know they're sick until the next day and they went to the grocery store when they were spreading it. So please be be super careful at Thanksgiving because everyone's at the grocery store. Yeah, typhoid marries. Yes. Yes, it's a real thing. We all learned that in our history books, right? And because we're modern... But viruses are viruses. If we could just get that through people's minds. And what who they don't typhoid care. Mary was, is she was this woman who spread typhoid to about 80 to 100 people. But she could not contract it, but she had the virus in her system. Right. She was a nurse. And, uh, yeah, and there are people like that right now who carry the virus and who are infectious, but they don't get sick. Sometimes they're the lucky ones. Sometimes they're the cure. But sometimes they just spread the virus. So just yeah. be careful. And have a and really we had a meeting yeah. yeah, we had a meeting last night where restaurant owners were complaining to the to the county board of health over in Knoxville that they need the right to stay open and keep their businesses open because they need to be financially solid and they have the right to serve food to everyone because none of their workers have called it and none of their patrons have called it. Right, right. Um. Here's the thing about that. If you own a restaurant, then why the hell don't you have your menu online and serve food to go? If you really, really want your restaurant, if you are serving the public, 
and you want your restaurant to be solvent, then you change with what is happening and you offer your food to go. And if you don't do that, then you're selfish and you're part of the problem. That's all there is to that. I'm sick of it. In my town, they've got lawsuits going. My city, my freaking city is the stupidest people on this planet. Oh, our restaurant. What are we going to do? It's failing. Well, good. If you can't think about your customer's health, then I don't want to eat in your place anyway because it's probably filthy. So I'm I'm disgusted with restaurant owners. Totally thoroughly done with them. Um yeah, in every restaurant in this town that has a drive-through window, it's like a nonstop conga line. I went to um, uh, Panda Express. Now they're not the greatest food in the world, but we were hungry, and they have it down pretty well. And you might have to wait an extra amount of time, but they're very. Um, uh, concerned over their customers' health, and so they're not going to fail. They're going to still be open. I have a yeah. a, a Mexican food restaurant uh, down the street. They're offering everything to go, to go. Call them up, get your enchiladas, and um, go pick it up. They're not going to fail either. The ones who keep insisting that they want their um, customers on the inside, screw them. They deserve to fail. Yeah, they just want them in there so they can buy beer. So they can buy beer and alcohol and make money off of that. Right, and that's what kills you. Not that the alcohol kills you, it's that you get relaxed. Yeah, the curfew here is... Uh, restaurants have to stop ser- indoor restaurants have to stop serving at nine o'clock and close by ten o'clock. And the restaurants yeah, we are complaining that that's unfair to them. I'm sick of them. Yeah, we have a ten o'clock curfew, but then our ma- our 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 um, sheriff she came out and said she's not going to arrest good citizens for doing what good citizens normally do. And so I'm never going to vote for her again. Yeah, yeah. the sheriff and the political guys don't want to lose their jobs. Yeah, well, she lost my vote. I voted for her every single time, and I will never vote for her again, ever. She lost it. She doesn't care about um, people. So anyway, well, it's over it's over our time. And so I just would like to say and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yeah, we yeah, love we everyone love you. you listen. Stay safe, damn it. And um uh, I'll be back in December for a show. So uh okay. happy Thanksgiving. Watch what you want and Stephen, you have a happy Thanksgiving also. Okay. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Good night, everyone. Goodbye. Good night.